Welcome to Teach Kids by Child Evangelism Fellowship, helping you teach truth to the kids in your life. I'm Lydia Kaiser, your host, and today I have with me Myra Johnson and Chloe Wegner, two young ladies that I asked to come in and share with us their story about Christian youth in action. They have an interesting story because they are friends and have done CYIA or Christian Youth in Action together. So thank you girls for joining us today. Thank you for having us. <laughs> so Christian Youth in Action is a program for teenagers that helps them to learn how to share the gospel with children and it brings them together uh, within a state for the training and so it's a really good time for them to learn that together and then they go out and do ministry in teams. So um, girls tell me how did you get involved with CYIA? So there was a um, a five-day club which is what you teach after you're done with CYA. There was one of those happening near my church and my senior pastor found out about it and he looked more into CEF and he was very excited about it and he wanted um, me and my sisters to volunteer at the club and I'd never heard of CEF before and I kind of was like no there's no chance I'm doing this. My mom told me and my other older sister that we had to do um, CYIA and I was very stubborn about it. I said God there's no chance that you want me to do this Um, but I ended up going and it ended up being the best experience of my life. and I've been coming now for five years, four years as a student, and one year as staff. And going to that training with other teens is probably a really encouraging thing to do, right? Oh, yes. It was, the, again, like I said, it was, it was the most encouraging experience and rewarding experience that I've had. That first year was probably what absolutely turned my life around and, and made me really committed to God and excited about my relationship with him and to tell others about him. Wow. Very good. Okay, how about you, Myra? How did you get involved? Um, well, I was saved at a young age, and I really always wanted to share my faith, but I had no idea how, and it made me very upset as I was younger. Um, but my older sister found out about Christian Youth in Action from uh, our summer coordinator of CEF, who went to that CYA every year, um, who was at our church. And I grew up going to five-day clubs, but I didn't really know what they were. My sister went, told me how amazing it was, and she was like, you should do it too. And I told God, no way. Um, I legitimately subconsciously thought, I'm not going to go embarrass myself in front of a bunch of kids all summer. That's just not what I want to do. But I prayed about it anyway because I knew that it really wasn't about what I wanted. It was about what God wanted, and he made it clear that that's where he wanted me to be. Um, So I ended up going. Uh, to Christian Youth in Action, and I would say that the first time I ever went to CY was probably the greatest week of my life. Um, I really truly understood the gospel for the first time. I still believe that I was saved earlier, but I finally had the answers to so many questions that I had growing up, and being able to answer those same questions I struggled with as a child with other children, it's it was just it was absolutely amazing. Um, just like Chloe, I volunteered uh, for four years, and then this past year I was st- uh, paid staff for wow. CY. Wow. So now both of you had the experience where you absolutely did not want to do it, and you almost were dragged into it kicking and screaming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what was the hesitation? I guess, Myra, you mentioned 
being worried about embarrassing yourself. Chloe, what was your hesitation? Um, for me, I'm the middle child of five, and my older sisters had more um, outgoing personalities than I did at that time, and I was very shy, so I did not want to be in front of people. I didn't want to do public speaking at all, and then, but then actually going um, gave me that confidence, so I was able to, now I, one of my favorite things to do is public speaking. What? But yeah, initially it was because I was very shy. Wow. Okay. So both of you said it was just the best thing of your life. Um, turned your life around. And so what? how did God use that moving forward in your life now that you, you're both, what, 18, 19? So you're young adults. Um, so how did doing CYIA help you with the next step in your life? I would say that it taught me to have a relationship with God. It's not simply um, it's not simply being a servant of God or a child of God. It's having a close relationship with Him. And once I discovered that, that changed every aspect of my life, from the work that I did to the way I treated my family to um, how I interacted with my friends. And after that, it really changed from being like, oh, I'm kind of separate from like God, like He's in heaven, I'm on earth, to like he is within me and that affected every area of my life and that's what changed me so much to um to want to serve him in everything that I did not just going to church not just doing the ordinary things but that I could have a relationship with him every minute and that he never leaves me and that absolutely changed everything about my life wow so i'm going to go back a little bit i'm i'm remembering how you said that God made it clear to you you were supposed to be doing this. Um, that was that kind of the beginning of this deeper relationship where you sense God speaking to you about things and like go into a little more depth about that if you don't mind telling how did you know God was telling you to do that? Um, I would definitely say that that was the beginning of having a closer personal relationship with him because growing up in a Christian home, it's very easy for me to view God as my parents' God. Um, but once I was praying about it, um, it came as a couple different things all at once. First, I just, I had this feeling that I needed to go, but I know that, you know, feelings are deceiving and I didn't want to just base my decision on that. Um, but then I also remembered what, um, what I had wanted to do as a child that desired that burden in my heart to share my faith with others. Um, when I was even really young. Um, and then also, biblically, it's very clear that we are to share our faith with others, whether or not we want to. Um, it's a command, and once I was able to lead my first child to Christ, um, I may even go so far as to say there's no greater joy, and that um, God just opened my eyes to the amazing things that He could do. It's not about me. It's about Him and that power that he has. So he made it really clear through a lot of different things, really, um, not just feelings, but past experiences and just scripture as well. Mm -hmm. So it kind of sounds like to me that the Holy Spirit was like speaking in your heart in an yes. unmistakable way. And um, so it's not like, you know, we hear an audible voice or... Um, all the circumstances have to line up, but sometimes you just know that you know 
because you have the Holy Spirit now. And he was, especially when he's urging you to do something you wouldn't normally want to do on your own, <laughs> right, because you're shy and all those things, but you just are compelled to do it. Um, that That is just a really neat thing when that happens. So, Chloe, how did um, your involvement with CYA take you to your next step in life? I remember the first year that I did it, the main message that the pastor preached was about backsliding, and that was the exact um, sin that I had been struggling with as I had started high school that year. Um, I went from homeschooling to being public schooled, and there was a lot of backsliding that went on from going to being constantly surrounded by these Christian people in my family to people at school who never went to church, who never read the Bible. And every year that I've gone, um, the message has been just a, like personalized to me and you know the word of God is living and powerful and um, and sharper than any two-edged sword and I, I just think for me that um, it has the camp especially going to CYA has taught me this complete reliance on God and that I need him to establish my plans and to establish my steps because I can do all the planning that I want um, there was a couple years in a row that I planned, this is what I'm going to do during the summer instead of Christian Youth in Action. And God was like, nope, you need to trust me because I have a plan for your life, which is so much better than what you do. And every summer it was way more rewarding to be telling other kids about Jesus than any plans that I had. So I think, um, Christian Youth in Action has mostly taught me as I move forward, that God's plans for my life are way better and I can trust him. And I don't have to rely on my own feelings, my own thoughts, my own emotions or anything like that. I can trust God because he has a plan for my life. Great. I wish everyone could see the sheep that is on your shirt right now. It's so cute. So it's this woolly sheep and it has these red boots. And as you're talking about following God, um, it, it just is the perfect image mm-hmm. there. And, you know, you're talking about how that it's almost like every summer you had a revival in your heart after yeah. going back to school and getting dragged down a little bit, you know, then you go back and have this wonderful summer experience and each one got better and better. Yep. I, I love that. So you guys met at CYA, right? Yes, we, we did. did. <laughs> All right. And so now you're firm, fast friends. Yes, we are. Yes. Um, and so you, you're both from Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. And about how many young people come to the camp to do this training? I think the first year we went, there was probably close to 60. And then as the years have gone by, um, COVID cut that number in half. Mm -hmm. And it kind of built up a little bit. So this year we had 37 students from all over Wisconsin come to CYA. Yeah, well, that's got to be fun being with 60 other young people who are, or 59 other young Mm -hmm. people who are all out to do the same thing. And um, so do you have some sort of debriefing or anything after it's all over? Or how do you hear each other's good stories? Um, Well, there's one thing that we do um, every week during the summer after we go out and teach those five-day clubs where you're actually teaching the children the gospel. Um, After the end of every week, we have a Friday meeting, is what we call it, where all the teams meet together and we do paperwork, um, but one of the pieces of paperwork, <laughs> paperwork isn't always our favorite, but it's really important. And one of the pieces um, 
is actually a testimony sheet. It's something challenging, something that God did that week, um, a way you saw God work. And that really affected me, not just hearing other people's testimonies, because often we would write them down and then we would share testimonies throughout the week. We would have, um, we would sing some music and hymns and worship uh, songs. But then also hearing those other testimonies from other people was encouraging. And then also having writing down, it was such a good habit for us to write down at the end of every week, seeing how God worked, seeing the challenges and the benefits um, so that we don't we didn't become bogged down in the details and in the um, and some of those things that we had to do. Instead, we were just focusing. It's all about God. It's all about God. Mm-hmm. And we did that every week. Um, and then also we were sent the statistics throughout the summer at the end of every year. Um, and we actually just got those a couple weeks ago and was really exciting to see because um, even though our the amount of students that CY has gone down, the number of children we've been reaching has actually gone up the wow, past couple years. Really? And um, Why do you think that is? Um, was there more clubs and you just went from club to club faster or more or what? I'm not sure. More, yeah. That must have been more kids in the clubs? For or? me, um, as I've gotten older, I've been able to teach more because I've had been able to drive and um, where I live is very is far away from where everybody else in my chapter lives. So it's pretty much just me as um, the missionary in my area. So I, I'm not able to teach very many clubs because our coordinator has to send people down to teach with me and not everyone's available to do that. But as the years have gone by, my um, younger brother and sister have started to teach with me. And so now we can teach pretty much every week of the summer, do three to four clubs a day. Um, and reach more kids. So I think as the students get older and as they bring their siblings into it, you can teach with people around you. And I think that's it's also just a testament of how God is saying, you, you know, Luke 10 too says the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. I think God is still showing us that even though the laborers are few, there's so much harvest and he can still work through a few what he can do in many. Wow. Um, You mentioned driving, that as you became drivers yourselves, that helped you to be able to get out there better. I I have heard that, um, yeah, some of the summer ministries are kind of inhibited because they need some volunteer adults to come drive these teenagers around. Mm -hmm. So I'd encourage our listeners um, that if you can't go to a club or you're not a teenager or whatever, you can still support this fantastic work and be part of the joy. Mm -hmm. I mean, can you imagine having teens in your car talking about how fantastic (laughs) their club just went? I mean, what a blessing. Yeah, I think a lot of people think, like, unless you're going out and teaching the kids or unless you're praying or giving money, like, you can't help at all. But we have people in our area who provide snacks, people who come in and help send out support letters, people who come in and laminate materials, people Mm -hmm. who drive. There's so many ways to be invested in the ministry, even if you don't have the time to be out there full-time doing ministry or going to CYIA or anything like that. There's Mm -hmm. there's places in ministry for everybody and everybody's gifts. Right, and people can also invite kids to a club, Mm -hmm. host a club in their backyard, or, um, yeah, any gift that they have is definitely usable. So this is something for everyone in the summertime. I would also say that even though I've been uh, involved with CEF, I mean, I went to five-day clubs as 
um, a child, but then even five years of working with CEF, I'm still discovering things about CEF, and I'm constantly finding new opportunities in our area. In, I mean, <laughs> I even found out about Children's Ministries Institute um, at, uh, I've actually found out more about it at CY this year, even though I've been five times. This was the first time that I actually was like, oh, that's an opportunity, that's, that's a ministry that they do, and it, um, it definitely, I'm constantly learning more about um, CEF and the ministries that they do, it's, it's, it's endless. Um, and so I would also encourage our listeners to just, to just ask, find out about opportunities that um, you can do, or even just people underestimate the power of prayer. Even if you just spend a couple minutes a day praying for the workers, praying Luke 10 2, um, it's amazing what God can do through prayer. Um, so yeah, with these kids in the summertime, one of our goals actually is to help them learn about Good News Club, which meets at schools and it's an after school club. It can be in the public schools, it can be in parks or people's homes or community centers. And so the kids that we meet in the summertime, um, finding out what school they go to and if there's a Good News Club in that school, telling them, if you liked this, you should come to Good News Club every week of the school year and get discipled. And this is a club where long-term discipling can happen. So reaching those kids in the summertime from all corners of the town and um, helping connect them to clubs in their schools, that's a real goal that um, can have a lot of fruit in the long run. Mm -hmm. But it's just amazing how many people who are reaching children now came to Christ as a child because somebody valued children and knew that they should hear even though they were little, you know, don't wait till that somebody takes them to church. Don't wait for them to grow up, decide to go to church. Just reach them now, and it'll have a lifetime impact. So, yeah, I mean, the kids that you guys have reached, even at this stage in your life, even at 18 and 19 years old, um, the amount of life that they're going to live and the people they're going to influence is just mind-blowing to me. You'll never know till you get to heaven mm -hmm. just how much ministry has been accomplished through you even already. So I can't wait to see what God does with you for the rest of your life. Uh, this is just really a fantastic foundation that you have, and it's been super encouraging to talk to you. And I want to encourage our listeners that um, if you're interested, uh, what you should do is go to chapters.cefonline.com and find your nearest chapter and give them a call and say, hey, uh, when do we need to sign up for the summer? Because a lot of programs, they want everyone signed up by April 1st or so mm -hmm. in order to um, know how many are coming for accommodations for the camp and all that. So um, no time to waste. Go ahead and, and look into it in your nearest chapter. So Myra and Chloe, do you have anything else you want to share before... Um, we are done today. You've, you've been fantastic. You've carried the conversation for me. <laughs> but is there anything else that has come to mind that, oh, I wish I'd said that? I would just quickly say that um, there's this ministry, Child Evangelism Fellowship, has a huge impact on the lives of kids. 
there's one kid who always comes to mind whenever people ask me why are you part of this ministry there's this one little kid um, who is at who's been at this five-day club that I've taught every, every year for five years and the first year he was just this problem child and he was running around like crazy screaming in my face the second year he came back he was very, very calm um, God worked in his heart he accepted Jesus as his Savior his third year he dedicated his life to Christ his fourth year he became like a helper with me and then this past year he is now helping out more as, as more of a leader with song motions and things like that like um, we allow him to help and things like that. He's going to be 12 next year, so I'm hoping to get him as a junior missionary and stuff like that. So just to see him come, he came from an unchur- unchurched home, an unchristian family, to see that um, God has called me to a work that has impacted this life of a child. Even if that's the only child I ever impacted, I obeyed that calling that God has placed on my heart to tell other kids about Jesus, and that's really special to me. Wow. That's an amazing testimony, and you're showing a lot of vision there. So, you know, I, I hear these stories about I reached this one child, and um, you never know, he might become a preacher, mm-hmm. or he might not. He might even die an early death, mm-hmm. but he's going to heaven, yeah. and he's had you've had an impact on his eternal destiny, yeah. and there there's just nothing better you could do with your life. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thank you both of you so much for coming in and sharing today your wonderful stories. Thank you. Thank you very much. Teach Kids is brought to you by Child Evangelism Fellowship. 